Under the radar to me means authenticity, not being filtered. It's a window in on the local stories that touch our lives. And there's a huge void in the traditional media covering this new faces of Boston. You may not be looking for a particular story, but when you hear about it, you're engaged. Under the radar means ahead of the curve. It's also perspectives. How does this particular story affect a community or a neighborhood? I'm Callie Crossley. This week on Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, it's our annual spinning of holiday tunes with our own Mike Wilkins, radio engineer for the world. Christmas by Honey and the Bees, a new find by WGBH's own intrepid holiday music collector, Mike Wilkins. All this hour, Mike will share his latest compilation of old songs that are quirky, weird, and just a little bit extra. These are not the traditional carols from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir or even new traditional favorites like Mariah Carey's This Christmas. Nope, for this 29th annual collection of songs you never heard of, Mike has once again rescued vinyl one-hit wonders from the dusty bins of holiday music recordings. This is Mike's Wayward Wassailing, a Yuletopia recording. Welcome back, Mike Wilkins. <laughs> thank you. You make it sound so much more... <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it, thank you. I'm glad you like it. I love it. I beyond like it, I love it. It's a joy to be back. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you. So... I want to get let everybody in on the secret of how it all comes to be, mm. because uh, some people don't know the story. So first, let's give a little history of how you began doing this. 29 years now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> quickly, I was a, a, a very low-paid disc jockey at a small market uh, radio station up in Lowell, Massachusetts, and I was looking to create a gift uh, or get gifts for friends, and I decided that I would take all the records that didn't make it to air and they were sitting around in the studio, I would grab all those and put those together as an unusual Christmas compilation. Not Nothing against Bing Crosby or the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, but it was, you know, we want something unusual. And uh, and then it somehow became tradition. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> Plus, it's fun stuff. Well, more than tradition for you, it's the bug. I mean, you got it now. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> it, it, and it, just to be clear, I'm one of many uh, who have this kind of bug. There's a great collector's uh, circle of Christmas music, and we uh, get together and share and, and swap and have a lot of fun. But it's, yeah, it's it, I go Christmas music shopping year-round. So... Um, because you have the bug and you, you, you're you really into it, I think it's important to know how this all comes to be because Wayward Wassailing um, is really an all-year project, and no to doubt. get to 29 songs is quite a bit. You know, mm. I was I, I was trying to compile a, a dollar figure, uh, but it's well over $1,000 that I spent this year on Christmas records alone, and it is year-round, and it's not just eBay, it's going through record stacks at uh, far-flung uh, 
record stores. It's going to yard sales. It's just digging and digging, and it's a lot of fun, and it's great. And people look at you a little weird, a little sideways <laughs> glance when you say in July, hey, do you have any Christmas records? But uh, it's it's great fun. And when I started to distill uh, what I'd gathered over the year, it was probably over nine hours of music between 45s and LPs and some CDs, uh, some of which are contemporary, by mm-hmm. the way. And um and I had to come and come down to, uh, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. So I think I've done that. <laughs> I think you have. So I like to start with one of, oh, the best ones, I think. Um, this is singing Francine Edwards' Christmas in the West Indies. Let's hear this. Christmas is the time for greetings. Greetings, one and all. Christmas is the time for cheering, no matter how small. Yes, it is the time for living, living as you please. That is why I'm telling you, spend a Christmas in the West Indies. Now, I would love to be spending a Christmas in the West Indies to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> so no you're already in the mood when you hear it. But this is such a catchy tune. It's great. It's a great uh, <laughs> Calypso track and a little bit of cha-cha in there is just fantastic. And she tells you about what you could expect there around Christmas time. When it's 6 o'clock Christmas morning, you get up early, the sun is shining. You'll see all kinds of different faces. Some going to church, some to the beaches. Some again, ain't got no time for that. She's uh, from Barbados. She's 75 and still singing. Wow. She, yeah. So she's she's actually quite a legend and uh, broke a lot of ground for female singers in uh, in that area. Do you have any sense of how old she was when she recorded this? I have no idea, to be uh-huh. honest. Uh, the date that I have, I don't, I couldn't find a date for this release on mm. this record. And I actually have a couple of hers. And this was off of a 45. Mm. Uh, it was uh, a lot of these records have this, like like you said yeah. earlier in your introduction, a one-off kind of one-hit wonder thing, if in, or maybe just a one wonder. <laughs> they may not have even been a hit. And uh, it's hard to pun, pin down a, um, a definitive, definitive date, even amongst all the other uh, record databases out there. Well, um, when you get something really special, you kind of know it. So this year, I'm looking at the list, and you pointed it out to me, John Lee Hooker. Blues for Christmas. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about before we listen to it. Tell me a little bit about well how, how that how you found it. So uh, you know you get certain things that get on your radar either through another collector or when you're searching and you go oh what is this and it was uh, Blues for Christmas John uh, Lee Hooker on the the High Q label and it's actually. Um, this record is really hard to find. It averages probably around sixty dollars, uh, depending on the condition. It can go as high as into the hundreds, depending on how good it is. And uh, but it's like uh, it was just really, and you know, such a blues artist. The great. Yeah. Uh, well, tell John so, tell Lee. a little bit more about him so, for people who don't know. Well, yeah. He's like an icon. He is an icon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, you know, he's uh, he's since passed, but he was uh, born down in Mississippi in 1917, I think. Um, he's an American blues singer, songwriter, guitarist, and uh, he just just a, another legend. But what's happened is this record was re-released. The big hit was Big Fine Woman. Was, mm. And this was kind of the big, the B-side of a record, but it was released once, and then uh, the record was re-released without this title. So that's what makes it kind because of... Because that's what happens to these... Because these Christmas songs are just kind of, you know, seasonal and 
get kind of weird. Exactly. You know? And this you is know? another one where the the year of release is still a little bit in debate. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's listen to this is John Lee Hooker Blues for Christmas. Blues for Christmas. I ain't got to die. You know, you just don't imagine. That's... John Lee Hooker was usually really talking about bluesy stuff. You can't uh, imagine him. Swamp blues. The man was, uh, <laughs> yeah. he really is a, uh, and is a legend and was a, a heck of a player and just a very big influence on a lot of rock and roll bands. Which leads me to, um, because as you said, when, it, when they re-released it, they didn't re-release this particular song. Yes. So why is it that folks like him, you know, who would never normally, I can't imagine him doing a Christmas album, for example, somehow get sucked into or persuaded to or uh, make either one song or an album of songs around the holidays? I think part Mm -hmm. of it is um, uh, marketing, and it might not have been his case, but I think especially now uh, with a lot of contemporaries, I think if you can get that one song to hit the charts. It's a residual check that you get for the rest of your lifetime. Oh, I never probably, thought about that. It probably carries on forever. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mariah Carey now, her uh, song is now tradition, uh, and it, it, uh, for better or worse. Right. Uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Ranger, which I've never added just because I just thought... It's I, so obvious. It's just, uh, and it's just like uh, I'm tired of that already. But however, it's huge, yeah. and it's been re-released a zillion different times and it's just amazing I think it's just uh, well we have another one this year for example Mm. it's somebody I actually thought I would love to get this guy into the studio and do this and that was um, William Shatner Bill uh, Bill Shatner (laughs) who was Captain Kirk on uh, Star Trek and uh, Billy uh, whatever his name was from Boston Legal and you know he's done a lot of stuff and uh, here he is. Uh, he finally made a Christmas album. Now, with a lot of other rock and roll stars, but I chose uh, the track that we'll hear now mm. only because he kind of does the spoken <laughs> song kind of version he can't of sing. right of Winter <laughs> Winter Wonderland. And I thought that would be enough to kind of include on this. And this is a recent recording, just this year. Here's the captain, William Shatner, Winter Wonderland. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Yeah, they don't they don't have to be great. They just have to be kind of odd. <laughs> yes, and this is very odd. <laughs> the fact is that he got a whole bunch of other people on this album with him, which it's is incredible. <laughs> he, there's punk versions of song. Iggy Pop is on this uh, record, so yeah, and he goes from country to pop to rock to punk. He's got a little bit of everything on this album. Using the same less than skilled technique of talking. Well, yes. Out. And again, it's, it's, uh, and the man is, uh, 81 or 82 yeah. now. Yeah, he and, looks good too. Uh, he probably does not need the check, but, um, one of these will make the cut. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right. So just to, just to note that this year, uh, new Christmas albums, uh, the, one of the most popular ones is John Legend. Um, some people know him as a 
the huge singer that he is. Other people know him as Chrissy Teigen's husband. Um, so he's one of the ones with a new Christmas album. Um, another person, Eric Clapton. Happy yes. Christmas. Yes. And then also there, Jessie J. Um, people may know her from you know some of the rap videos. Yeah. She apparently has a lively version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Ooh. It's a whole album by Jessie J. So I bet you at one I'll point have to pick that up. That'll- <laughs> It'll end up someplace else. So it's pretty interesting. Ingrid Michelson's, I'm not familiar with mm, her. Is that no. a name you know? But no. she's got an album called Songs of the Season. These are the, the celebrity songs that are out this season. And, of course, you know, my favorite group, Pentatonix, has a new Christmas album. They are <laughs> awesome. And they have, you know, that the vocal range they have. It's amazing. It is. They're fantastic. If people don't know them, they're an a cappella group. They won the sing-off years ago. They're extremely popular. I saw them actually last year here in Boston in a concert, and it was completely sold out, packed, and they did all their Christmas yeah. songs then. I, I can't imagine there's another Christmas song they have not sung, but in, in any case, they have a new Christmas album, and I'm sure it's fabulous uh, because all of their arrangements are different. The, all right. <laughs> but to your point, the, yeah. the, the Christmas music just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. If it's not, uh, it, it may be original stuff and it may be a, a, re, a rework of something else, but that's why they can afford to put in their talented enough that you want that next Pentatonix. Uh, you're exactly right. Well, let's listen to something uh, from a J.D. McPherson called What's That Sound? door I hear. I heard that same pretty sound last year. Neighbors are caroling around the town, trying to spread a little bit of joy around. I hear that sound make me feel so fine. Sounds a little bit like Christmas time. What's that sound? And that's how we start off the, the compilation this year, because it is. It's like it's that groovy happening. What's that sound? It's Christmas. And it's fun and it's happening. I, th- I thought this was a perfect way to start off the compilation this year. Okay, uh, who's J.D. McPherson? He's uh, actually from Oklahoma. This mm. is a brand new uh, record as well, mm. uh, CD. Uh, he's uh, was born in the late 70s, um, and he's found a real fascination for the 50s rhythm and blues kind of sound. And um, it was inspired by like Little Richard and mm. Fats Domino. And um, he also says that he draws inspiration from the Wu-Tang Clan and the Pixies. So oh. if you pick up the CD, you'll, you'll feel a little of that, but it's really kind of this rockin' sound. you're just tuning in, this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. This entire hour, we're featuring our annual guest, WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins, and his special mixtape of weird, fun, and unusual holiday tunes. Um, what's your favorite? I know I ask you this, and it's hard for you every year to pick a favorite, but... Well, it's it was hard. They're all my favorites. <laughs> They're my children. I know you say but that I went, I go. I went with... Um, uh, uh, Tommy McLean and the Mule Train Band, they'll call me Daddy. Yes. And it's only because um, I think it's just odd. because it's so odd. <laughs> and it's just, it's not very Christmassy at all. <laughs> all right, Tommy McLean and the Mule Train Band, they'll all call me Daddy, number 24. Those might not be my children. She'll say she's not my lady. You just wait till Christmas time They'll all call me daddy They'll call me up for presents They call me on the phone They call me up for 
So this is the antithesis of my family life. Okay. We had a great Ozzie and Harriet uh, family. Uh, my parents were the best ever. And this is like the opposite of that. I'm sure, though, they felt a little bit like, oh, now my kid's really paying attention to what's going on around Christmas time. But this was, uh, <laughs> um, he's a, uh, basically known as a um, swamp pop musician. Uh, okay. Plays keyboards, drum, bass, fiddle, bagpipe. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's actually made some uh, Billboard Hot 100. Uh, he's appeared on the Hot 100. Really? And mm. he actually uh, worked with Freddie Fender. Hmm. who also makes an appearance this year, mm-hmm. but he worked with Freddie Fender uh, with If You Don't Love Me Alone, Leave Me Alone, which is, <laughs> you know, there you go. That's kind of that same <laughs> kind of same feeling, thing. yeah. Um, I noticed there's a theme in some of them. Maybe you didn't pick up on this. There's a few songs on here that are all about, you know, down Christmas or greedy Christmas, people being mm-hmm. greedy. Tommy McLean sort of has that, that, that yeah, whole that's thing. That's part of that, yeah. But the other one that is even more explicit is Jerry Bisbee, the gimme pig. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a listen. There once was a boy, wicked and wild, a selfish, greedy, impossible child. It's sad to say, with every passing year, he got a lot worse when Christmas came near. Gimme this, gimme that, beat the dog, kick the cat, no one gives a feather or a pig for a crabby, grabby, gimme. wasn't feeling good about it. <laughs> no, and it, you know, the sound of this song uh, gives me a little feeling from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the original Willy Wonka uh, movie, uh, where the, some of the musical numbers, and it's that kind of feeling. But it's this came out in 1974. It was a single. I've done all the research I can looking for Jerry Bisbee and anything about this guy and anything about this record, and I can't find it. So it's literally it is, one um, off of... It is yeah. a mystery, and yeah. but it seemed like it did fit into this. So, yeah, we there's a little section here where you've got some kind of mean or um, uh, down on Christmas is another uh, song. There's this little section here. You're right. Yeah. There are times... Where, it's not accidental. Yeah, I figured um, that. But, well, because it, the other one on here that I just kind of overt is um, Christmas Present Blues by Jimmy Reed. Oh, yeah. Another great blues track. Yes. And yeah, a little, maybe a little more. Christmas present blues. I think that says it all. Yeah. <laughs> this this came out in 1971 originally, mm-hmm. and uh, but I got it off of a compilation oh. CD that was re-released back in 2009. It came out of the UK called, um, what was it, uh, In the Christmas Groove. Mm. And uh, that, in fact, a couple of the songs are hard to find as individual singles. And somebody somewhere puts together some of these compilations. You go, oh, here they are. And I can, one small price, I can get all this stuff together. So Isn't that, was that something? Yeah. Now I'm interested in whether, yeah, I mean, you know, one of these years, you just put together all blues songs about Christmas. You know, you know that would be very interesting because it just doesn't seem like that's the genre of, you know, uh, because there's, there's a thought, sad. yeah. There's a thought of actually making a like a depressed Christmas uh, compilation, <laughs> right. and believe me, there there are a ton of them. An orphan's Christmas, mm-hmm. and you know, if you just think in your head uh, as a listener, there are some Christmas songs that are just kind of depressing. Yeah, and you think, oh well, 
believe me, there's a bunch of them out there, and I may just do that because that plus the blues, man. Yeah. It's like talk about uh, homespun American uh, Americana. That's you can't blues and jazz. Well, came from here. We 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 made it happen. Here's the other thing, which always pops up in different ways. There's always a little political in some of these songs, where people may be surprised. But I noticed in a number of the songs on your list, and this is wayward wassailing uh, <laughs> this this year. Went for the alliteration. <laughs> yes, uh, which I love. Um, references to Cold War, which is interesting given our current political situation, and I'm going to find the one that I think is really interesting, which is by Shana Lynette, Don't Shoot Down Santa's Sleigh. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. There's a Christmas card I'm sending out today From the children of the world Mr. Russian, please don't shoot down Santa's sleigh. Pretty interesting. Oh, here she is, Shayna Lynette. Yeah, she was nine years old when she recorded that song uh, back in 1983. Uh, She is still performing. Uh, Music is her life, she says, and she uh, is happily married to her soulmate, three children, and uh, still doing a great amount of music, and and she sounds fantastic. She also has Angel in the Snow, Hey, Mr. Santa Claus, so she did a whole... It's like a little EP of of songs, and just because it's kind of topical... Yeah. Uh, and I thought that would be kind of fun to include on that Do one. Do you think that she knew what um, she was singing about um, <laughs> at nine years old? <laughs> and what a great voice at yeah, nine. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think every kid understands that they want Santa to come. Please don't any harm. But the Russian part, I'm not sure. Yeah, because the Russians were the bad guy in in that scenario. So it's really pretty interesting. Cold War. I know. Um, We always have some. Oh, here's one that I hadn't heard of before. The Monkees. The the yeah. proof, the monkeys that people right. know about. So the monkeys yeah. just came out with a brand new uh, mm-hmm. CD, mm-hmm. So, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There was a bootleg version of a Christmas album oh. out there a couple <laughs> of years ago where they took songs from the TV show and that kind of stuff. But this came out just this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monkeys Christmas Party is what it's called. It actually has a couple tracks from Davy Jones on there really? who passed yeah. uh, years ago. Oh, wow. And what they did was they took some uh, tracks from a 1991 session that he recorded and reworked and put these together. So these are all from the 1991? No. Most of these are new within the past year. Okay. Uh, the Davy right. Jones one. This one is a brand new one, um, uh, The House of Broken Gingerbread. Again, yes. kind of a... Uh, I think there's enough, uh, sadly, enough people who can relate to maybe two different households yes. and having to share uh, presents or, or parents. And so this is kind of a another down, um, or maybe realistic. It's not so down. It's right. a little, but you it's, know. But the instrumentation I yes. really like, yeah. and I really yeah. dug it. So that's why I included it. Here. All right, the monkeys, House of Broken Gingerbread. Two decks of Luna and two sets of Clue. This double the Christmas, but Still 
has that poppy, you know. They sound good, though. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> and they have some great uh, uh, musicians on the album. Well, here's the saddest one on here. The minus five, when Christmas uh, hurts you this way. It follows this. It follows the monkey song. Yeah, I, on on your list here. Um, so let's listen to the minus five, when Christmas hurts you this way. There's no one to buy a present for. You couldn't afford it anyway. No turkey in the oven. No cookies on it. Yes, I wonder, first of all, who are the Minus Five? Uh, they're actually out of um, uh, uh, Washington State, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a pop-up group. Uh, they formed back in, I want to say, um, the late 90s, mm-hmm. and they only kind of get together every once in a while. They mm-hmm. tour and have some fun. It contains um, members of, uh, you know, uh, Scott McConaughey. I I mean, I'm getting his name wrong because I've never had to pronounce it before until now. Like Matthew Uh, McConaughey? Yeah, but it's without the N. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) From uh, Fresh Fellows. Mm. And he works with uh, Peter Buck from REM. And they kind of do this project. And they popped up last year to record this album. Um, So the question is, why would you make a down... Christmas. I mean, you know, if you're going to record one, um, because either from a marketing standpoint or somebody encouraged you to do it and you know what the season is, it wouldn't seem like this would be most saleable. I agree with you. <laughs> but I think what what happens is people say, but it's maybe more relatable. Okay. Uh, like there's some people who just, and I have a, a dear friend of mine uh, who I love dearly, and she is it is the most depressing season for her. And while she wouldn't listen to this, because that would just... Yeah, exactly. Further down. Uh, I think it's just that, you know, um, I I don't know. I think people just want to try to balance it out, or maybe they just... Maybe they're expressing a a feeling that they they feel they need to to get out. Well, I'm just saying from a practical standpoint, the people who are likely to buy um, crazy and weird songs would be... Moi, but I want the upbeat stuff. <laughs> I'm not trying to be sad about it, you know, even if that's my reality. And I think that's why I included it here, just to kind of give a, uh, just to cast a little shade on the, on the, uh, <laughs> that yeah. this stuff is out there. Oh boy, you, I tell you, you find it. It's really, it's really amazing. Um, here's another one that I just like, just, just cause, cause it's just so funny. And, and it reminds me of um, a lot of uh, some of your other compilations. There's always a lot of, of, Sort of funk. Um, oh, so, um, some of the uh, just funk, great soul gospel R and B. Really great. Oh, you just, so how this, do you not like? That? I love it. So this is Electric Jungle Funky Christmas. So I, you know, I love it because they didn't wor- worry about many lyrics. Funky, funky Christmas over and over again. It is, and it's just a great groove, right? It's like the JBs <laughs> got together. With, you know, it's just like, oh, let's 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 put something together. This was, came out in 1974. It was a single, it was a one-off. Uh, I can't find anything else about the Electric Jungle except that they were was my out next of question. out yeah. of Chicago. Huh. Uh, I believe it was probably um, uh, session musicians out of this uh, Nike Records. Uh, but 
um, I can't seem to find out anything more about them. So it's just, it's kind of a rare 45, and it was, again, included in this uh, compilation of um, just other great funk and soul stuff. Well, how does that work if you're a session uh, musician? So that means you're backing up other people. What? How is it valuable to whomever would... You know, make a recording of this and then try to sell it because they don't really know you. Right. It's yeah. not. It's not a. Uh, you get paid for. You know, you get paid to work that day, yeah. and you crank out whatever they tell you to crank out, and that's your reward. And sometimes records are made, and sometimes they aren't. Mm. So, um, uh, I yeah, good question. You so would be I. able to say, oh yeah, that was my that was my I laid down that baseline, and you. But there's no record of it, at least online. I'm sure someone out there knows, and maybe one of your listeners does, and they can always uh, send a comment. Yeah, I would, would love to find that out because if you're, if you're going to be a session musician and you're going to have record that, and it's a great song, uh, and you want to try to sell it at least, why wouldn't you go get some name person to be with it, and then you then you at least um, have a shot at making it to Mariah, Mariah Carey land. <laughs> or find or find a, find a way to market it yourself. Put right. your name on it. Just, right. you know, whatever it takes. A lot of artists these days start with selling records or maybe CDs or files out of the back of their trunk, you know, and they've made good for themselves. I'm sure this, this could have happened for this band. So speaking of out of the back of the trunk, um, you've got some rare 45s here. Is it getting harder or easier to find this vinyl? Because I know we talked, we've talked over the years about more interest in vinyl by mm. many people um, yeah. across the genres. Well, mm. it's, it's kind of interesting because the rarer stuff, I think the longer you get involved in collecting, stuff shows up on your radar and you have to be picky and choosy as to how you spend your money but when it um but when it pops up you just you keep it there and keep watching and looking at online sites uh, discogs.com is a great online resource and they sell records but it also has you know you're like oh I have this old record. Is it worth anything? Mm. And I find that those are more serious collectors than perhaps eBay people. And I don't mean any uh, any derision on the eBay people because I get a lot of good stuff from them. But it's just a, it's a good resource. Mm. And all of a sudden you say, oh, wait a minute. That record on eBay sells for $20, but I can get a really good copy from someone who knows records on Discogs.com for half that price. Right. So it's about shopping and it's about looking and – the more, yes, you're a little more discerning. I would have picked up a, you know, as many Christmas records as I could have 20 years ago. And now I'm, when I scan, I look for, wow, I don't recognize that label or I don't recognize that name mm -hmm. or that track. So it's, it's, it's shopping, it's, it, which is also the disc digging. It's the mining for the gold. Well, I was thinking more of <laughs> the, gold, well, <laughs> yes, because you're, you know, when you're looking for something, you're really looking for it. And I, I would imagine that the advantage of an eBay collector is that they're probably niche. Yeah. So they probably have like one or two people that they collect it over time and either want to swap or, you know, move up or whatever. So you may have more of an opportunity to find something you've been looking for, but it's not any place else, but in somebody's, you know, basement. Right. But <laughs> you, know? you, you, yeah. uh, you can also make, it's easy to make bad decisions too. And yes, I don't mean true. bad decisions, yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe uninformed decisions because mm -hmm. you don't know. Last year about this time when we did the show, I told you that I bought a record that cost me about $30. Yeah. And I knew nothing about it. And there was no record of this record anywhere online. I couldn't find anything about it, but I sight unseen. It didn't make the cut this year because, as it turns out, 
it really wasn't very Christmassy, oh, and it wasn't yeah. very, you know, to include it just because I paid a lot of money for it is a disservice to my friends who yeah. I, and, and, and to the, your audience who I share this stuff with. I would rather have something that has a little more Christmas to it. But in general, is more vinyl showing up, whether it's Christmas or not? Because, oh, yeah. Because people are really interested in that. So not only yeah. are the old records coming mm-hmm. out, but, you know, right here, here are two records that came out. So here's oh, yeah. the J.D. McPherson record, yeah. and here's the William Shatner. And it came out as records this year as, not, well, oh, as, as well as CDs. But, you know, here's, you know, the William Shatner one, red vinyl, you know, yeah. and... The J.D. McPherson one is not just uh, a record, but he gives you a sing-along lyric sheet oh, with this a is nice wonderful. with all these uh, images and all this stuff in it. It's, so it's it's not just vinyl. They're making it, the vinyl even more special. You have Record Store Day, mm. and of course, my good friend at Planet Records says, "Mike, every day is Record Store Day." <laughs> but but there is this attention to vinyl, yeah. and what I did. What I didn't do this year was I didn't clean up the records. Mm. Normally, I try to take out the clicks and pops and mm. make them more uh, pristine. And I decided uh, I did that on the John Lee Hooker just mm. because this record is really shot. Mm-hmm. But the rest, I thought, clicks and pops, that's really part of the vinyl experience. Yeah, right. And so I just let them loose as, as they are. Well, and of course you could do it because you are an engineer, so an audio <laughs> engineer, so you would know how to. I, I have just have to leave the clicks and pops yeah. as they were. So and there that, you go. It could be me being lazy. Uh, oh, you think so? Listen, <laughs> this wouldn't. Real quickly, this compilation yeah. would not have made it if it weren't for the deadline of this show. I'm just here to tell you <laughs> that if it wasn't for Franny and you on me, this this would still be. A pile of records. And Franny being my producer. Well, my new favorite Christmas song, Snowing in the East on Christmas, is sure to replace Jingle Bells as the most hummable song of the season. That and much more from this year's Yuletopia collection, curated by WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins. That's next. This is a one-hour special Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. And we're in the middle of a special hour celebrating the quirky and oh-so-lit holiday song collection of WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins. This is my new favorite from his Wayward Wassailing. The song is titled Snowing in the East on Christmas by Joseph Washington. How long to remember the day in the shimmer Snowman from door to door 
So now, first of all, it's interesting that that's one of my favorites because, or my favorite, because if it snows in the east on Christmas, I freak out. I'm not really <laughs> trying to have that happen. <laughs> I just like the song, just to be clear. Um, who's Joseph Washington? Again, another uh, individual that we don't know much about. Mm. So this was uh, released in 1981 originally and re-released by a record company called uh, Numero, who uh, does re-releases. This was released back in 2016. If you can find uh, his original record, it's an LP, hmm. it goes for over $70 and up, depending on wow. its condition. Uh, I don't know anything about him. I can't. Another one of those lost, uh, Numero does this kind of thing where they resurrect, they go into record uh, archives and pull out stuff that has just been shelved and with no notes, no nothing. Hmm. And they've re-released this, and I can't tell you much about it, except uh, I wish I could, because he's got a great voice. All the all his tracks are just kind of this... Um, it, they're not traditional uh, as far as, like, the music. The, he doesn't do a lot of uh, traditional Christmas music. He does his own renditions of... of well, that's so interesting because, again, this is a scenario, if you don't know the person, you would think that, and they took the time to make a whole album that somebody thought it was going to sell. But I think what happens <laughs> is it's not always, uh, I think they want to sell it, of course, they want to make yeah. money, but I think musicians sometimes just, I, they've got the music in them, and yeah, they just okay. got to get it out, right. and they want to share it, and they this is what I do, and here it is, and they just throw it out there. And, of course, they hope it's saleable, I think, but it's like... I've got. The, I've scraped up enough money uh, in some of these cases. I can't afford a LP, but I can afford a single, and I just want to share this. And maybe, hmm. m- maybe it's a gift to their friends. For all, for all I know, you hmm. know, it could be just something that that they do. Um, one thing I noted on your on your list this year. Um, some sometimes in past years, you've had maybe one or two Hanukkah songs, yeah. um, but they're hard. To, they're even harder to find. And I just wanted you to to speak to that if you see any new ones on the horizon, because I'm not hearing about any. Yeah, new. there's. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny because it, I think it comes and goes, and there are. I'm sure there's plenty of new Hanukkah stuff out there. It just doesn't get. It just doesn't get noticed. It doesn't mm-hmm. get picked up. Mm-hmm. What I sent seem to find are the unusual and quirky ones. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of that right now. There's like three traditional or yeah. four traditional pop um, right. Hanukkah songs. And um, then we have Adam Sanders doing yeah, the Hanukkah oh, song. The Han- or doing the Hanukkah song. <laughs> yeah, so, so but yeah. there doesn't seem to have been that kind of uh, resurgence. And so I would hmm. have to go back and, and pull from my own stuff that I have and one of these years, I think that's what I'll do. I'll call it Christmas Leftovers or something. I've got a ton of records that just never make the seat when they're competing against other great songs. Well, that that leads me to ask, how do you decide which one, when you're sitting there with hours and hours and hours that you could pick, how, how do you decide I think it to depends. get down to 29? It depends <laughs> on how well caffeinated or, or otherwise I've been. But I, I it's, um, it's, I... I've I listened to my earlier compilations. As a younger man, I can tell you that there was a much more harder edge to them, mm. a lot more punk, a lot more rock, a lot more maybe questionable um, music, <laughs> stuff that uh, the culture side 45 that I have where it's Santa Claus is not my lover, mm. uh, sung, where this guy is basically kind of yelling the lyrics over Billie Jean. Wow. Uh, I would probably not include that um, <laughs> yeah. uh, today, but... Uh, it's it is totally uh, 
I sit there in the studio and I play stuff over and over again. And I kind of like this or I kind of don't. And I just, it starts a, um, you know, a, a sorting process. And then I start to find, oh, well, here's a snow song. Mm. And here's kind of a snow song. And here's a location song. Um, you know, and the singing Francine um, Christmas in the West Indies, yeah, yeah. I put next to Christmas in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, okay, we can start to do that. And somehow- Well, let's listen to that. Let's listen to Christmas in Florida by Freddie Charles. Christmas in Florida, down by old Tampa Bay. Break out your jet skis, put away your old sleigh. Won't need any mittens, don't need a fur coat. But bring along some fishing gear and ride in my boat. I love that. I love the arrangement of that. And it's also upbeat, and it's a little bit, I'm going to say to Mr. Freddie, a little bit snobby because it's warm there and you're just rubbing it in. Yeah, and it's a little dated. Um, yeah, I love but, it, though. But they talk about Shamu. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Shamu's not there anymore. But, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Well, this is, uh, and again, another one-off. Uh, it's Big Q Records is the label, and you can tell by the number, it's BQ-001. So this might be the one and only record wow. on BQ, Big Q Records. But again, I don't know what year. There's no copyright information on there. There is some ASCAP information, I'm sure, if I dug. And maybe that's something I have to go a little further and go into the because ASCAP Because I just can't believe records. they don't put that detail on there. There is. You know, an, yeah. it, it all it says is published by Big Q and hmm. recorded at Southeast Recording. Uh, so, And it does give the engineer's name, which is as far as I'm concerned, really, all of course, that matters. Mr. Engineer yeah. Mike Wilkins. <laughs> for those of you just joining us, I'm here with Mike Wilkins. He's an audio engineer for WGBH's The World. By profession and by avocation, a collector of unusual or little-known holiday music. Now, um, is there a favorite from your friends? Because often, as the years pass and, you know, people... You know, oh, you're, I get a lot of suggestions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's... And most of them... Uh, uh, most of them uh, suggest something that I've either used or is maybe a uh, file that can be found on the internet. Mm. And what I tend to do as a collector is I, and uh, when I present this, is I want to own the physical copy. Mm. There's a lot of great stuff out there that's that's just on on the internet, and it's it's a shame because awesome. I would love to own a copy of it, either the original or a reissue. Uh, I've only used one or two records that never were issued before, and those were given to me by other Christmas music mm-hmm. collectors. But um, yeah, uh, friends, it's kind of funny. Uh, I will, f- I will get comments back to other uh, from friends about stuff that they liked off of a past compilation. But when it comes to current, I usually don't hear about it mm-hmm. until a year later. Because they have to yeah. listen to it first. Yeah. Yeah, and then see. But I haven't really been able to include anything mm-hmm. from, from somebody because it's usually suggestions of stuff that they've heard on the Internet because that's where it's at these days. Yeah, of course. Because we can find this on the Internet, right? A yeah. little later yeah. on, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll the, Yes, this whole, it'll, whole, it'll be on the Internet. So now, um, as you were putting together this collection, you added one. It was originally 28. Yes. And it's Hey, Merry Christmas by the yeah. Mavericks. Let's yeah. Take a listen to that. Come on, everybody, listen up. You want to have some fun, you better come with us. So, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Party till the cows come home. All right, well, 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a this is a new CD as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an American country and pop band founded actually in 1989 down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, they've disbanded in 2004, uh, 2004, but they reformed a couple mm-hmm. of years ago in uh, 2012. And so this is you're getting to see kind of my some of my markings and notes. There are uh, four tracks off of this that I've figured are worth including. And then I distilled it down to Hey, Merry Christmas. It's the last track on this compilation because it just seemed like a fun, upbeat. It does kind of come out of that uh, depressed uh, grouping of of music. And I wanted something that was really uh, brought you back home to the fun of Christmas. Yeah, I I like it. Um, And cute, uh, cute uh, cover there. Yeah, they're drawing on Um, now here's a really because the weird the weird ones just grab me. Stan and Doug, number oh, fourteen, yeah. Christmas Goose. Um, we'll talk about it out on the other side, but the people seem to be Swedish. But let's let's listen to it first. You may recognize <laughs> the melody. Okay. If I had wings, then I would fly away, and I would leave that old bad woman till next Christmas Day. I just can't take no more of this abuse Why did she get so mad at me for just one Christmas goose? Are they Swedish or are they pretending to be no, Swedish? No, they're, they're pretending to be Swedish. Okay. Uh, they call their uh, they call it the Scandahoovian uh, stylings. And uh, they're actually from uh, Washington. That's um, actually Stan Borson and um, uh, Doug Setterberg. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And uh, But this album is a comedy album. It's a parody album. Okay. So that's actually to the melody of Snowbird, and uh, which was actually uh, hit the billboard uh, hits back in that area. So 19, this is 1970. Um, they've both uh, since passed at this point, but they were very prolific with this kind of like um, Yogi York is an, uh, kind of uh, Scandinavian type of setup songs. Maybe on the edge of um, un-PC these days. Oh, interesting. You know, well, okay. I think making only because, comments, yeah. Well, I think it's just because you may be mm-hmm. making fun of, but mm-hmm. these guys came from that community, and they're kind of poking fun of their own uh, their own style, so it's really kind of uh, it's their own their own doing. So I think it's all right. I, well, okay, I it just and it's a me. play on words on this right. one, the Christmas goose, which is also a little fun. Okay, um, I like Lloyd Price. Yes, uh, Merry Christmas, Mama, number twenty three. I just I just like it. So, but it's a little weird, but I still like it. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's a rarity. Take, let's take a listen. <laughs> Mama. Mama, Merry Christmas, Mama. Mama, Merry Christmas, Mama. I'm glad to know that. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks his mama is still as good as new. This is kind of a rarity. This is actually the B-side of a, a 1963 single. Lloyd Price, of course, a uh, prolific and uh, famous uh, singer. He was also a songwriter, businessman, uh, named, nicknamed Mr. Personality hmm. because of the song, a uh, hit single of the same name. 
Um, he is alive and well in Westchester County, wow. New York, and from time to time, while he has distanced himself from the music industry, apparently still does some singing. Wow. Well, that, he could come out now and, and you sing know what? this one. <laughs> I love my mama, and she's one of a kind, and I just wanted to—that's kind of a little nod to her as well. So. Oh, well, uh, yes. Mine love was, you, uh, yep, Hi, No mama. kidding. That's great. All right, here's another one I love. Uh, Hutch Stereo Santa Got Stuck in the Chimney. Yeah. <laughs> That. Yeah, 1962 yes. single. Uh, they're out of Chicago, originally known as the Hutchison Sunbeams. Okay. Uh, went on to become Hutch Stereos, a possessive, which I don't understand. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah. in 1962, um, they recorded a couple uh, records under that name, became The Emotions, signed with a, a major hmm. label, and um, their biggest hit was in 1979's Boogie Wonderland performed with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, wait, now yeah. I didn't know that song. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they yeah. performed that with Earth, Wind, and oh, Fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they used to be this group. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so this is, yeah, so it's kind of yet to see this evolution. Yeah. And uh, apparently um, uh, two of the women still are out there singing. So hmm. that's great. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about uh, your compilations is it crosses all musical genres. So you can, you know, well, in past years and in this year, you can have R&B, you can have rock, you can have blues. Um, and it just fascinates me that in all these genres, somebody is making either an interesting Christmas song or a bad one or just a weird one. <laughs> I, I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, this year, this year was kind of... Um, so there weren't a lot of uh, funny, jokey uh, songs this year, and it's kind of funny how that works. Sometimes there's they're just hilarious, and it's one zinger after another. Uh, but this year there wasn't a lot of funny ones. I did was able to get a country song in there, "Stompin' Tom." Um, yeah, and, okay, let's listen yeah, to that. So, uh, "Stompin' Tom." That is number twenty-five. Down on Christmas. Well, here I am, down on Christmas, after being up all year. Broke my hip, cocked the grip, and my good wife disappeared. I hit the floor like an apple core when Doc took me off of the beer. It's hard to be down on Christmas after being up all year. After being and I have to say, I don't understand. I, I don't understand the lyrics here because uh, well, he it sounds like he's, up. It sounds like he's had a lot of. Horrible things happen to him. <laughs> exactly. And then, so how do you are you up all year and then you're down on Christmas? I it's, well, it's I interpret is that he had been, you know, having doing okay, and then the, when the wife decided to lead him, the leave him, the good wife decides to leave him. She cocked the trigger. I thought she shot him. Then he yeah. hit the floor yeah. like an apple core. Like an, yes. So there you go. So, so now he's down on yeah, Christmas. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. I just. But it, Stompin' Tom is uh, great. He's from Canada, by the way. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So. And and that he's kind of part of that uh, the down on Christmas uh, yes. part of the part of the show, but um, he passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, but he's a nationally famous uh, Canadian uh, mm. uh, country and folk singer, uh, Stompin' Tom Connors, 
but it's uh, it's just it seemed like I hadn't gotten any country in. Yeah. And so this was a and, way to kind of backdoor yeah. him in there. I never think of country being from Canada. I have to say, you oh, know, man, yeah. there's some great country coming oh. from Canada. Uh, it's not just yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, see, so you learn something every year. That's that's the whole point. Of it. All right. So let me get to another one that I really I'm always interested in a different version of classics. And so for that reason, I like oh, Barbara Lee's I, I Saw Mommy yeah. Kissing Santa Claus. Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. That's part of the upbeat list, part of the list that I like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a traditional one, and it had you can sort of snap your fingers to it and, and keep going. Similar in the same way that I liked... Um, I don't think we played Rodney Crowell's Christmas Everywhere. No. I love this. Yeah. Christmas Everywhere from Rodney Crowell. Christmas, 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 Christmas everywhere. Christmas, 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 pulling out my hair. Shoppers lined up out the door. Traffic backed up miles or more. It's Christmas time, so what? Yeah, I like it. Get right to the point. That's another <laughs> another new CD, and I dig it too. And I didn't know anything about uh, Rodney Crowell, but uh, he's a singer, songwriter, and country music. And he's had a bunch of number one singles on the Hot Country Songs uh, chart. Is he American country? Or he is American okay. country, okay. yeah. Right, so the, it was another um, another country song, but it's got that swing, that Western swing. Yeah, and it's I love just it. like. Uh, he's gotten two Grammy Awards. I've never really? heard of this fella. And uh, wow. it's, so it's kind of introduced me to him, and I'm really great. Again, if you look at the CD where my – I put down five wow. tracks of his that I thought were worthy of, of including here. And this one is actually the second one into the compilation. Again, it's just that joyful, happy, let's get it moving. Let's well, get I, the party started. You know, um, when you think about country, country, because it's a storytelling genre in general, it seems to be perfect for a Christmas song. So you'd, you'd think you'd find more of it, actually. You know, it's interesting. It's, I think yeah. it's, it's, I'm sure there's plenty, and there is plenty of it out mm-hmm. there. I've included it in the past, but it's, I think it's also... Uh, it, then it becomes personal taste. What, yeah, what do right. I collect, yeah. and what do I'm, what am I looking for? And some of the country is very traditional, and so, not to say that it's all that way. Of course, I'm not want to paint everybody with a very broad brush, but it, yeah. So it's it's great to include it. When you started collecting for Wayward Wasseling this year's <laughs> collection of 29 songs, did you have anything in mind in the direction you wanted to go in, or you just said, eh, just None open? None at all. Okay. None at all. It's okay. just like what. Ooh, there's a record. Ooh, there's a record. And then at, the, like I said, to be honest, it wasn't. If it wasn't for the deadline of the show, <laughs> I still have a stack of records in front of me. But it was great to be able to go through it and go, oh, I thought this would be really cool, and it just doesn't fit in for whatever reason. So that's why I think maybe, maybe one of these days we'll just do a compilation of like leftovers well that would be great but before we do that let's play groovy christmas oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is my because i like it yeah. yes
You know, one of the things that this this uh, compilation has, has demonstrated yet again, if you're going to sing a weird, quirky, or odd song, you better know how to sing. Yeah. You know, uh, William Shatner aside. Uh, because there's some really good harmonies. Uh, these people can sing. Yeah, this is from 1968 out of Tampa, Florida. They were also known as the Tropics, uh, kind of a, a garage rock group. Um, it's, uh, again... I don't have much information on them. Isn't that something? Uh, I hate that. It, so. it, and I think what, and I, but I think stuff, especially in the '60s, uh, if you weren't a popular artist, mm. you just cranked stuff out. Oh, we put enough money together to do this, or um, somebody heard you at a club and said, "Let's get you in and record something." And for whatever reason, the project got shelved or just this one thing happened. Or I would love to hear more about Chipper was another hard to find record. This is, you know, again, this is like a $40 uh, record. every, And it's very plain. This is actually just a promo copy. This huh. was never, as it turned out, it actually has a plug side. I don't know if it ever got played out, but I can't find a commercial uh, version hmm. of this. And or I'm maybe sure, it wasn't. I, I'm sure it yeah. is out there. Yeah. But, well, uh, in conclusion, for this year, Mike, I don't want to scare you uh, about your deadline, but next year it's the 30th <laughs> year of your collecting, so Maybe. you might want to get a start now. <laughs> well, you know, you always make these great suggestions, and I never uh, take heed. So maybe this time I'll... Any, what do you think? Where should we go? What I should don't I do? know. I'm just wondering if you had what? you realized that it's the 30th next year, and yeah. did you have anything no. in mind? No. In fact, I've been telling everybody this is like year 27. <laughs> No, I've been keeping up. Oh, see. <laughs> All right, so 30 I years next you. year, you're going to have to come uh, here really cranking it. <laughs> can we have How long of a special can we have next year? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, Mike, it's always a delight to, to hear pleasure. you and to hear your special collection and to hear the stories of how you found them. So thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. And happy holidays to you. Indeed. Happy holidays to you, too. <laughs> All right. Mike Wilkins is an audio engineer for WGBH is the world program by profession and by avocation a collector of unusual or little known holiday music we're going to go out on let's get it together this christmas by the harvey avern band <laughs> that's it for this special one-hour edition of under the radar with callie crossley join us next sunday at 6 p.m for the stories you may have missed in the meantime you can find our show links to stories we discussed today and bonus content on the web at wgbh.org news listen to our show on the WGBH app and take UTR with you. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please write to us at undertheradar at wgbh.org. Our engineer is Doug Sugarts. Francisca Monahan is our producer. Under the Radar is a production of WGBH.